everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my life is that fear can either paralyze you or motivate you, depending on your mindset and your perspective, and really, in a lot of cases, your choice. What are you going to do when you're in a scary situation? How are you going to react? I spoke with Jamie Hayes, an old friend of mine. He's of Hayes and Fisk Photography. Uh, out of Richmond, Virginia. His partner is Mary Fisk-Taylor in in business. And he talks about using fear as a tool. And he does it in only the way that Jamie Hayes can do. If you you know Jamie, then you have an idea of what I'm talking about. We talk about a lot of stuff, um, including a little bit about Mary, who is going to be the uh, PPA president for 2021. Um, but he really has some really great insight and his delivery again is uniquely Jamie. So enjoy this conversation. Um, I think that you'll get an awful lot out of it regarding, uh, using fear as a tool, because again, in my experience, uh, you can go either way. And this, this gives a really positive spin, I think on how to use fear as a tool to motivate as opposed to paralyze. Enjoy. Uh, My name is Jamie Hayes. Uh, I own a studio in Richmond, Virginia with Mary Fisk Taylor. We've been business partners for mm, 24 plus years. Um, We are a wall portrait studio. Um, The studios have been in my home and we photograph families, children. We do a little commercial work. We do a few weddings but primarily we do kind of what you see behind me, which are oil paintings, hand oil paintings over top of portraits. A a Richmond tradition, we didn't start it, uh, but we are the last studio that paints in the tradition of the last painters, um, women, female painters of this area. And that's kind of what we specialize in and, have always done. Now we are, uh, as always, always refocusing, rebranding, re, uh, not necessarily rebranding, refining our brand. And um, throughout this whole pandemic has been an absolute wonderful thing as we are within a couple hundred dollars of where we were last year, gross sales wise. I heard that. I heard that through the vine of grapes. It is true, Um, which is awesome because, you know, as a photographer that's been doing this all my entire existence and all my life. um, So we're, I'm a little different in this too. Um, I've been a full-time employed photographer since I was 18 years old and I'm 55 Mm -hmm. now. Um, I picked up a camera when I was seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. Photographed my first wedding when I was 15. Um, I'm single, not married. So 100% of my income has to come from photography. And it has to work or I have to go get a job. So I'm unique in the fact that 
I would say a majority of the photographers today do not have to rely on their income to solely yeah. support their household. The household, so right. right. It, uh, it, so I come at it from a whole different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, it has to be profitable. We have to stay busy. I have to get a paycheck every month or I have to go get a real job. How cognizant are you of that? I'm going to call it pressure, but call it a reality, whatever you want to say, however you want to describe it. How cognizant are you of that on a daily basis? Is it a, is it a push? Is it a, is it unpleasant? Is it a, is there fear? Like as you're, as you're aware of that, how does it show up? We could joke around about it that you, you know, you think about it every night or whatever. And maybe this year you have to some degree, I mean, at, at different times, but I mean, what's the reality of that? Re what is the reality of that reality look like? It is a, and has always been a constant um, fear factor in such that I've always thought, when is the shoe going to drop? And now I'm kind of, you know, 25 years in, um, we've been through it all. We've been through thick and thin, you know, we've been through the 9-11 that was the last big major thing that we went through, you know, as far as mm -hmm. shutting things down for a while. Mm -hmm. um, it's still, even to this day, uh, you know, I thank the universe every day that I, that it still wants me to continue to do what I do. And even through this pandemic, um, it, it reassures me that we must be doing something right. And we must, there must be a purpose, a greater purpose in the world of what we're doing for the people we do it for, and they must love it and value it enough for us to, to continue to be where we are at the le level we are here literally 25 years in. But the, the fear of, of that constantly, even like this month, we've had a phenomenal month. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, we've had, um, sales that our, our averages are about double what they were last year, which is the wonderful part Come of all of this. On. Yeah. So I, we had a $20,000 sale from a woman and two dogs. She's 28 years old. I mean, I, I just can't even, uh, the, the things that are coming <laughs> to us, the sessions that are coming to us now are just out of this world. So, but it doesn't take away that fear factor. And I don't know that that, I would love to think. It's got to help a little bit. It helps a little, <laughs> um, for sure. I mean, listen, I'm very grateful and very, very grateful that we are where we are and that this we're able to do this. But on the same token, I'm not sitting back on my laurels thinking, right. oh, sure. we don't need to, I mean, Mary and I had a conversation just today about, hey, we need to get some more sessions on the books. We need to get some things going here. Got to keep going. Um, because we get to a point where, you know, we're busy with sessions, then we have the orders, then we have the painting and the processing of what we do. No, we don't, everything we do is outsourced to White House. We outsource all of our retouching. The only thing we don't outsource is our painting. That's, we still do that in-house. Um, but everything it. else we outsource. And I'm always constantly concerned about, um, okay, we had a great month this month. Like in November is going to end up being a really good month for us um, overall. But now I'm on to, okay, I mean, October, excuse me. But now I'm on to, oh my God, what's November going to bring? 
mm-hmm. you know, and our sessions aren't booking. They don't book anymore for the past several years. Our sessions have been, we have one or two on the books. And by the end of the week, we booked one or two more. Now at the averages that we are, I only need one or two a week in right. order for that to happen. But I'm also not foolish enough to think that every single client's going to come in and drop eight to 10 grand every right. time they, every, every session. Now we've come to expect it in the fact that we go at it as if that's what our clients are going to do always. Right. You know right. what I mean? That actually um, probably helps too, right? Kind of. It really does. Cause if you are, put your, in, yourself in the mindset yeah. that this is what, you're, yep. you're going to do and you follow all your procedures and all your practices and all the things that you've built yep. to support your brand and to support the structure of what you're going to do. You, you can easily, at this point, we can easily weed out, and I don't mean weed out by not photographing them. We can decipher between a client coming in for some eight by tens, five by sevens, and maybe some Christmas cards versus a wall portrait. Right. Well, you and guys aren't cool you guys thing, aren't selling used Chryslers. You you have a Mercedes dealership, so that yes. expectation is warranted. Yes. Now, right? um, you know, there's always that, and there's always that fear that in in whatever economy will that will that stop? Great right? thing is that in Richmond, Virginia, we have about a million plus people to pull from in a three county area, including That's the city nice. of Richmond. And we're close enough, uh, we have enough Fortune 500 and 100 companies in Richmond that we have a good supply of people that are in the bracket of income that we are not an expense, not a luxury. We are what they would expect to spend or invest. Ooh, okay. Why did I have trouble with that? Talk to me a little bit about that. You're not a luxury. Yeah. So as you climb, as you build your business and your clients become, you, you go up a, a level of client. In other words, um, my clients make way more money than I do, right? Sure. They, yes. um, some of them have multiple homes. They have a beach house or a river right. house, which is very popular in this area. Oh, some places sure. may have a, a, a um, lake house, for instance, right? Um, but we have a good level of clients that spending $8,000 on a portrait order is okay. And enough that it's not, it's not shocking to them. Right. It's not a big deal for them. Right. So it's not considered a luxury. A a yacht is a luxury item, not an $8,000 portrait. Right. Because they spend that kind of money on other things on a regular basis. Their kids go to private school. You know, they pay probably twenty-seven dollars to $28,000 a year for their kids to go to private school and learn how to write their name in crayon. I mean, literally. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, and they have sports and they have, I don't know, they may have horses or activities that have lots of other high ticket, high price things. Sure. Now, every city has these. I'm sure any town, any small town has one or two people that drive a Mercedes or drive a luxury car right. or have right. multiple cars or have a boat or have mm-hmm. a camper or have a mm-hmm. something that they have spent that kind of money on. Mm-hmm. And really, we've, we've built, spent a lifetime trying to curate those clients and give them the awareness that, hey, we are here, we exist, this is why you need to do it, and this is why. 
And I love, Mary came up with the best analogy. You only get 18 summers or 18 Christmases oh. or 18 family vacations with your like kids under stats. roof. I know. I know. I, I know. I've heard them. I don't like them. I get it. It's, it's, it's very sobering, right? Yep. And okay, I've been thanks. through it with Mary's kids. So I remember right. when Alex sure. walked out the door to go to college and the emotional oh. shutdown and, and <laughs> the days of tears that Mary went I just through. saw the posts that Mary, that I, just seeing Mary's posts, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, is she going to make it through? Yep. And um, she went through it again when Jack's left for college. Now, both of, of them course. are home, which is wonderful right now. You right. know what I mean? Because this yeah. wasn't expected to happen. And I think that's another reason, too. I think the world is primed right now for documenting this time we have with the kids. Because we're on the verge of going back to that crazy, how many things can we cram into our kids' lives and our own to-do list. Right, um, right. We're on the verge of that going back to right. normal. And I'm hoping, well, and what we've experienced... Our clients at our point now where they're like, yeah, now's the time to do it. I've been putting it off. I've been putting it off. Yeah. I don't want to put it off anymore. Yeah, that's a good, that's, it sounds like a good place to be all things considered, right? Despite yeah. the, the mess right now, which we don't even have to touch as far as I'm concerned at this point. Cause I, okay, I, I want to ask you this question before I forget about it. Cause sure. what you said, what you said sparked this, and this is a big piece for me. How do you use the fear as a, productive tool in that you you use it it seems to me to motivate you rather than paralyze you you use it as a tool to like to get you going because fear can do the opposite i mean you can you can be afraid and just be like oh, i don't know what to do and then crumble up and go sit in a corner and rock back and forth and then get bamboozled by life yeah. but you don't you don't do that you acknowledge the fear and that the, there's pressure and that it pushes you and you seem to be motivated by it and you seem to use it as a tool to tool to keep you motivated. How, but that's a choice. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you do that? Well, I, I equate it to this. Who's going to pay the mortgage in 30 days. Who's going to pay the bills. I don't have anybody else that's going to pick up that slack yeah, but that's not, there's more to it. I'm pushing you a little bit because there are other people that that have those same questions with those same answers and they're in the corner and they're rocking back and forth and I'm not saying anything about them because I'm not right. I, I don't mean that, that that they're bad people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're in the same boat to some degree as far as those questions are concerned. But for whatever reason, you don't choose the paralysis. Mm, good. You know, I never thought about that. I guess it's this. Mary and I both come from a very strong work ethic. You do. That you get up and you go. Every day you get up and go to work, right? You, you just keep pushing the envelope. You keep... Are you pushing going. each other? Do you think your ethic is so strong in part due to her and vice versa? Uh, I think we, our ethics are strong enough on their own, but teamed up together, they're doubly strong. They're, they're, they're even stronger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause she's constantly saying, okay, you need just like today. Uh, there's no session. You don't have any 
what are your sessions on the books for this week? You know, um, we went out of town this weekend and we, uh, up, up until now, we've had a lot going on. We judged IPC. We, you know, we had, I had sessions, we had orders, we had everything kind of humming right along. Mm -hmm. And then every, you know, once you're in the thralls of doing that, you have to also remember that you constantly have to keep booking sessions and reaching yeah. out to your clients. Yes. Oh yeah. Now, gotta, luckily have we sessions. have, and, and I'll get, I'll tell you the biggest thing that, that Mary says all the time, and it's so true is that you have to pick up the phone and you have to ask for the business. You have to ask for the sessions. You have to ask, you have to let your clients know now's the time, you know, you know, Sally's due for her two-year-old portrait. Mm. It's time mm -hmm. to do it. I don't want you to regret not doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Or so you're call those a clients. Push. Yep. A little encouragement. Yep. And I'm finding too that clients um, are really appreciating the fact that we're contacting them to let them know that now's the time because up until and even could be now with kids being home, there's so much going on that it's so easy to forget in the thralls of your second, third, and fourth child that, oh, I need to, to stop and document this before. While, while it's important to because we did it the first time or I didn't do it the first time and now I'm really regretting that we didn't. So let's go ahead and do it. So it's, it's a constant um, out there asking for the business. It's not going to come to you. You're not going to be able to, uh, in most circumstances, you're not going to be able to run an ad and it's so amazing special and your work is so fantastic and you're right. so well known that people right. are just going to pick up the phone and call you. Right. Now, in right. smaller towns and cities, that could be a huge benefit in the fact mm -hmm. that you may be the only game in town, but you right. still need to reach out and remind people that it's time to do this. Right. And you I don't even know a lot of people that are the only game in town these days, to be honest, even in a small town, 300 <laughs> people in a town, there's 14 photographers. <laughs> True. True. Okay. Here. So uh, this is another thing I wanted to, that was a really good answer, by the way, work ethic. I like that. Um, well, let me ask this real quick. Cause I, I like to ask this when people talk about their ethic, where does yours come from? It would have to be from my parents. Your parents? So my mom, yeah, my, my parents divorced when we were little. Um, mm -hmm. and my mom had to work three jobs to keep food on the table. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a chance to participate in sports. As a matter of fact, it was my baseball coach telling me that I lacked hand-eye coordination that made me be a photographer anyway. Um, well, thanks coach. Yeah. Yeah. And my father wasn't an active father. He, he didn't mm -hmm. really do the father son thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, he's since passed and so has my sister. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, I think it's those experiences of childhood that help define who you are and as a, as an adult. You saw your mom though. Like she didn't even have to, it wasn't like she had to pound ethic into your brain every day no. with her words. You watched her all the time busting her butt. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So like I never missed a day of school in my entire life because mom's like, look, I don't care if you have a sniffle, you get up and go to school because I don't have anybody to watch you. And we don't have, I don't have somebody I can take you to their house. No options. No options. The, the option was, okay, uh, here's some tissues, go. Don't sneeze on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, and okay, that, ironically that enough, Mary was raised by, because her dad died when she was like nine years old. And mm -hmm. Mary's mom was a single mom raising two kids that yep. did exactly the same thing. So there's a yep. lot of parallels, I think, as to the values that parents put on children 
and their uh, and the resources that you have that that help define you who you are. Because it would be really easy for me at this point to say, you know what, we are doing better than we than we could ever imagine. We have more money in the bank than we've ever had. We, you know, it would be easy for me to go, you know what, we're just going to take a month off or we're just going to kind of, you know, we don't need to push it to the end of the year. We're good, you know, but we're constantly looking at the numbers and going, okay, now um, I did really good this month, but we're still this point compared to last year, compared to the year before, compared to the year before. We keep really good records and track of all of that Mm -hmm. with software. Um, Mm -hmm. And we use a lot of software in, um, in our studio management and the way we run our business in order to maintain where we are. But we're constant. I, on a daily basis, go back and look at where we were day, this day versus the same day last year to compare where we are always mm-hmm. in, in any That's condition. your metric. That's oh, yeah. your metric. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always want to at least, I always want to do better than we did last year, but the goal is, um, the goal is to hit at some day in the month, hit where we did last year. And if not, then what, what can we do to, what can we do in the next couple of weeks to, to get that going again, to get that kind of up where it needs. So that's a motivating factor in and of itself. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing, Jed, is running your business like if it were any other type of business. If I were an ice cream shop and I had employees, I would be doing the exact same thing as if I'm a photographer. The fact that, that I use photography as my profession is irrelevant. Right. Really. It, it doesn't in really that matter sense. what you do. In, yeah, that, in sense. that sense. Yeah. Because if it was ice cream, you'd just be wanting to sell more cones. Yeah. <laughs> or Sundays, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Now here, this is, this is what I want to dive into a little bit. The partnership. All right. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> in a sense. Yes. Also, no, I don't want to come across that way, but I want to hear from you, we, I, I think there are some things that have been established of why you guys work together so well, right? And I'm not saying it's all roses. I know it's not. Oh, God, no. But just the fact that you even have that, that really special connection with your mamas, right? Like that's a big piece that's there that might not be at the front of your minds all the time, but that could very well be one of the reasons why you guys connect so well. You both have that ethic, which I mean, neither one of you would do well with a partner that didn't have a good work ethic. Oh, hell no. That would last about 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's generous probably. So what I want to know is what do the hard times look like for you guys? Cause you're both strong. You're both smart. You're both independent, right? You're both super creative individually right? Like you even said this earlier, like individually, you guys are, are powerhouses. Together, you're that, much, you're that much stronger. So given the fact that individually, you both have such strong creative qualities and characteristics, what, what do the hard times look like for you two? And how the heck do you get through them? It's been 24 years? Yeah, 24 going on 25. Okay, then all the more reason to ask that question, I think. Yeah, so the hard times are like anyone else's hard times. We scream, shout, throw things, throw temper tantrums, um, slam the phone down, hang up on each other, 
all of that. It, it's, it's, it's all of that. Um, the thing I think that, that makes it continually work is that underneath all of that, no matter what the surface is happening, we care enough about each other. Uh, and it's important enough to both of us to work through whatever it is um, for our clients, for our future, for everything. Now, we're both at different places too. You know, Mary's married. She has a husband. He does very well. Um, She wouldn't even have to work if she didn't need to. So it's not like she, that we don't have the same um, necessity. Now, we still have the same drive because that doesn't change the fact that she's still very driven regardless of where we are, you know, uh, number-wise in the studio. We both still aim to keep pushing the boundaries and keep how, what can we do? How much can we do? Mm-hmm. How far can we take this? Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't know that we, I don't know that that will ever stop. Like all my friends now in my age are like, well, no, Hey, what's your exit plan? And I'm like, uh, there is not one. I didn't get into this to stop. Maybe me falling over with a camera in my hand. Um, <laughs> it's kind of my exit plan, but, but this isn't a, um, a, a job, let's put it that way, where, you know, a lot of photographers in our industry uh, probably have come into this as a second career. I've retired from my first job, so now I can really do what I want to do. Yeah, I've actually yeah. been able to do what I really yeah. wanted to do all my entire life, and I'm very aware of that. You know well, what I mean? You're not looking at it as a means to an end. You're not, you're not looking for an exit. No, there is no you exit. Like frame it that way. Look, every day of my life, I get to do what thrills me the most and brings me the most peace and joy and happiness. And I like to think that it brings that same happiness to our clients too, which mm-hmm. is the main reason why I think people like photography is that it's much like being a chef or a, a presenting someone with food or wine or beverage or whatever, is that you get enjoyment out of watching other people enjoy what you do and love what you do as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's probably what keeps us going through the rough times and the hard times. What's the best thing about Mary? Her heart. She has the biggest heart of anyone I know. Now, funny too that most people, the, those who know her in her inner circle and her close friends know that um, because it, on a, you know, PPA level or production level, she may seem like a ball buster or somebody that's not going to give in or, right in a political right. realm or whatever realm you want to say, right. she may come across as being, I'm sure people think she's a raging bitch and, and so forth, but she's very headstrong. She's not willing to give oh. in her morals or her values for yeah. anyone. She'll stand her ground and not yeah. afraid, not afraid because of her position or whatever to not speak her peace and speak her mind, which mm-hmm. is another thing I really love about her. But the, 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 the best thing is that she has a heart of gold anyone who needs something um she's in it for and on a ppa level um she is always in it for the betterment of the little guy like i've seen it let's face it in 27 or 28 years being a ppa member i've seen photographers go through the ranks and they are with the attitude of like, okay, well, I've done all of this. So now what do I get for doing that? Right. Or, or, um, they're, I might know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, or their presidential year being a, okay, I'm just going to coast now. My business is, you know, I'm just kind of retiring. I'm kind of whatever. She is constantly figure, um, constantly worried and constantly figuring out how to help the little guy photographer and to make our profession better for all of us. And that is a value and a trait that I, up until now, up until recently, I haven't seen a lot in our board of directors. Mm-hmm. And you know she's, she exemplifies that. And it's a big deal because of what next year is going to be like. Yeah. And also we have a, this actually, um, I could not be more proud of PPA than I am right now for the fact that um, a majority, if not all of the board of directors for the past two cycles have been still full-time employed and not yeah. on a retire, not on the downslope of their career, but on this yeah. part, even yeah, after years of being in it, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's Greg, a big deal. Greg still is still hitting it every day. How, hitting it how hard. hard did he push it? Yeah. Hitting it hard. You know what? Mary is Jeff Duchowski, Kira, hitting all of these hard. photographers. Yep. And there's, and it's not just her, it's, it's a bunch of them, but they all sure. are in the trenches with us every day, which I think is very unique. It used to be that the board of directors ended up being people that were not, once they went through the ranks, they weren't necessarily um, in the trenches hitting it really hard. And not I the love same, the Not the same way, you. right. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think it certainly is trended that way. And I think that's good for the entire organization and the entire industry as a whole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, tell and, me this. Yeah. What's the best thing about Jamie? Oh, Jesus. I don't know if any of it's good, to be honest with you, because I am a hot freaking mess. <laughs> I mean, really, I don't know why she stayed with me. I don't know why it's worked, because I am shiny ball squirrel all the time. Um, now, when I'm in a photography session, when I'm all in, I am all in. Uh, probably to my detriment at times because I, I kind of beat the same point until I, until I, until I'm like, you know, nugs with a toy. I'm not giving up until I win with that toy or I'm exhausted and I'll pass out one of the two. Um, <laughs> that sounds like your exit plan that you're just going to pass out <laughs> with a, with a camera in your hand. <laughs> it all comes yeah. full circle, Jamie. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> um, I, um, I probably, I have a lot of ideas and thoughts that run through my head constantly um, about all kinds of things. And, and they're all kind of photography related or deal with, with, with that. I'm, I'm probably um, being single and not having a real family, um, so to speak of. I mean, Mary's family adopted me pretty much. But uh, by not having that, I've been able to, probably to my detriment, um, always think about the photography and the studio and the business more than what most people do in relationships where you have that balance between work and, and other, I probably lack on the other. Yeah. Cause it's all more mushed together in your mind. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I probably chose early on to focus more on the business and the photography business and building our business and doing all that than most people would. Most people would have, who would, who would have gotten married, had kids, you know, there's, there's things that always involve more of your personal time where I, I've 
lived my entire life without having that. Those, those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's a really honest, deep answer. I like that. I expected nothing less from you. I knew you would, I knew you would give me two really good answers to those, to those questions. Hey, All right, finish, finish up with this. What we're, now this is going to air, I don't know, in probably December or January of 2021, but right now it's the end of October. What do you want the next two months to look like for you business-wise? I want them to be as strong as the, the past two months that we've had. I want to end, I want to hit it strong. Uh, I want to continue to, to keep pushing our boundaries and finish the year really, really strong. I want to, I want to exceed our gross sales from last year is what I want to do during a pandemic and being shut down for literally three months. I want to come that out. Push there. you into next year. Won't that push you into next year on a big wave yeah. and, and like, like a big high mm-hmm. to like, keep hitting it hard next year. If you can come out of this year close to or equal, or maybe even a little bit better than last year, that's a huge deal, isn't it? That's huge. That's huge. Now I would like to sit here and tell you that I think that would probably ease my fear of, Oh shit, everything is going to go South, you know, but I can tell you that I can tell you from experience that's not going to happen. Well, but maybe you don't want it to. No. Because I think I think if I did that, I think it would. On some level, I would think that the entire world would come crashing down around me. Well, the tool so I think that, it's that you, fear that keeps me motivated, and it, Mary, too, I, I think, think it's it that is. fear that keeps us moving and pushing. The tool that you use, the tool that is fear for you to use, and the way that you use it is is strong and powerful, and you you wield it in a way that is very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think, but there are, but that it still doesn't take away the that feeling, nope. that gut feeling in your stomach, like what the hell are nope. we gonna do? You know? No, it can't because if it did, then it would lose that power too. That that has to be there. You get you get both. You can't have one without the other. This is so true. It's <clears> very true. Well, I tell you what, this was this was a great conversation. I knew it would be. Um, I actually have a whole slate of other things that I want to get into with you, but I have decided that I want to make that a separate conversation. You will be hearing from me again because I have a whole thing I'm looking at right now, but I don't <laughs> want it to be part of this because they're too different. So I want this one to be this and the next one will be something else. I'm just assuming that you'll join me again at some point. You know, Will, Jed, you're the most awesome person at this. I mean, I remember you know, coming to your hotel room in uh, Nashville when you, started, when you started all this. And, yes. I, and when I left, I was like, Jed's found his sweet spot. This is oh, where well. this is where Jed excels is is in these types of conversations with photographers today. And, and it doesn't matter what today is. Um, I think, um, and I would be proud and happy to talk to you anytime about anything. Good. I well, I appreciate that very much. You will be hearing from me again. Thank you for those kind words. I'm having a ball, and I look forward to just keep doing these. Well, you know, kudos to, to White House, too, and, and yeah, Mike and Chris yeah. and everybody for for always, you know, talk about a company that's always pushing the envelope, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think White House is a perfect example. Um, and 
you know, I don't think many people realize how big White House is, like how and the history of what White House has been in your town. So, yeah, goodness. I mean, and you guys are constantly trying to figure out, you always have been, ways to make it better and to push your own envelope. So I think all of that kind of attracts the same kind of people. So I'm so thankful that you guys are our lab, that you guys are our partners in this, and that's the way we look at you as partners. Um, You know, it's funny, I talk to so many different photographers and I hear them saying, oh, well, I tried them for this product, but I didn't like the way they did it. And I'm like, uh, people, you right. realize that they don't do anything to your file, right? I mean, labs are right. so much more a, an right. output service without touching. I mean, I'd be like, seriously, people, back in the film days, okay, that's a whole different ballgame. They used to fix all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> but anymore, <laughs> they just output. I mean, yeah. you yeah, have a true. problem with something, it's not the lab. And if it is, well, we uh, don't have that problem. Let's put it that way. I have more it, problems. If it is, it gets fixed. Me. We're not, we're not yeah. perfect, but you're right. If it, and if it is, if it is, we, it gets fixed and that's all there is to it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I put your eggs in one basket and roll with it. People quit trying to create a harder job for yourself by having multiple labs for stuff. I think we, we should, just, we should use an, that should be our new tagline. I think roll it, put your eggs in one basket and roll with it. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate your time. Seriously. You're welcome. All right. Thanks, everybody. And thank you. Take care of Vic and the kids. And hopefully we'll get to see you in person soon. If not, though, I'll join you on another podcast. Thanks, brother. Anytime. Anytime.